Hi everyone, and welcome to Aster Vision. Um, I'm, I, I, I don't say this often, but I'm, I am really honoured today to be joined by um, Toby Gutteridge, uh, and I just want—I just—I wanted you you to hear his incredible story. Um, Toby has overcome a lot in his life, and um, he's now here to tell us. His journey. So, Toby, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, so, I, I just really love my audience to hear. First of all, how, your journey. Like, how, I, I just like to start from a young age. Really, um, how how did your how was your life growing up, and how you know how, what what's your journey been? pre um pre your accident oh uh, yeah okay um so i grew up in south africa um and yeah i was one of those kids where uh yeah i got up to a lot of mischief um a lot of trouble sort of over over energetic and just um just impossible to kind of manage i suppose um so yeah, uh, the, the, I guess I got I got I ended up getting into a lot of trouble because I was I was just that's just who I was. Um, I was always pushing the boundaries, um, and as I got older, uh, because I didn't really have a lot of great role models in my life, and and I didn't have a lot of boundaries and things. Um, I didn't really know where the limit was, so I just kept pushing and kept pushing. Um, and my parents ended up immigrating to America when I was quite young, and me and my siblings ended up going with them. Uh, and we, yeah, it was tough. It was tough in America growing up. I was at that age where I was trying to find myself. Um, and I found myself in a new and very strange environment. So I had to learn very quick who I was and what I was about. And then from there, you know, my parents decided to do, this was all to do with work, I suppose, uh, ended up moving to England. So we ended up going with them again and we had to go through the whole, the whole rigmarole of, uprooting again and going to a new new country and and new people and different people and yeah again I had to rely on myself a lot and it did yeah making a strong character they're a very strong character um and then yeah uh we ended up going back to South Africa for for yeah a significant amount of years after that so wow. going back into another another peer group, um, but basically, yeah, I moved around a lot, and that that for a young kid who's you know twelve or ten or somewhere around there, ten, eleven, twelve, um, just trying to find out who he is, and always being uprooted and having no stability and no boundaries. Uh, yeah, I got up to a lot of trouble and I ended up doing a lot of bad stuff. But yeah, ultimately, I think it was 
for the best. They've been teaching me a lot of lessons, life lessons. And um, I ended up just following that, just moving around a lot. And I, I, I ended up coming overseas. Yeah, again. And uh, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell, my sort of childhood. Wow. I was, um, I was born in Miami myself. And... Um... Yeah, America's a pretty wild place, isn't it? If, um, for a kid, for a kid. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, like you say, it's like you need to settle somewhere, I guess. So it's, I guess it's that part of it's tricky. So yeah. what happened, what happened then? Like, because you, 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 I was reading, I've read your book and it's incredible. And um, I think it can teach a lot of people a lot of things. But I was reading that you joined the army and you you were in the specials. Tell me about that. Uh, well, so as, you know, going on from a kid, I got to the point where I knew I needed to sort my life out and I kind of knew what I was missing in life. So I kind of went looking for it. Um, I think I found it within the Marines. Um, so I came over to the UK when I was 19 and I just came over by myself because uh, I was used to being on my own. It didn't really bother me at all. And um, I ended up, yeah, just going into the Marines. And that's where my military journey started. Um, and I loved it. Yeah, I found I found a lot of things I was searching for. I found a community of people with like-minded sort of spirits and minds. Um, and, yeah, had similar backgrounds to me. And we were all in it together. And it was great. It was great. And I, I was, I just happened to be pretty good at it. Yeah, I excelled quite well um, throughout my military career and yeah i ended up going from there being put forward and selected to go for special forces uh which i decided to do and did you that, that did just you, took to the next level yeah did you join the marines like partly for the structural side because of you haven't kind of settled for that um I don't know. You, you, you were almost looking for that structure that you were looking for as a young guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was looking for. I knew I needed structure. Um, I knew I needed that discipline um, and and just other attributes that the Marines had. Um, it was a very active lifestyle. It was a very boisterous testosterone-filled lifestyle. It was, um, it was doing crazy stuff that most people never get to do in their lives. Uh, it was far enough detached from, from the rest of the world that I didn't have to think about trying to put on an act or be someone else or... Um, yeah, it was just great. It was great, and it was it was exactly what I needed. And well, it obviously was because I ended up excelling. Like I said, like I said, I was perfectly suited for it. Um, so there yeah. you go. 
Weren't you one of the best? Like I was reading that you were one of the you you one of the best recruits they've had. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say one of the best. Um, I was just in my troop. I excelled, you know, and I was one of the best in my troop that went through Limston um, commando training, and then from there, I was um, well, I was just headhunted as being pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty good at my job. Um, and I just had the right attributes that they were looking for. Yeah. So I, uh, moving on from there, you you had, um, you had were out on a mission, weren't you, um, in the night? And please, please, yeah, just tell us what happened from there. Yeah, that, that, that night. So... This is, I mean, it's going back a few years now, but, um, but yeah, the night was 2009, uh, November 13th, and I was on a special ops mission behind enemy lines. Um, we were doing stuff, you know, that was pretty, pretty gnarly, um, very, very kind of undercover, secretive stuff, uh, going after, Going after the big players um, in Afghanistan. Yeah, there's there's only so much I can say, really. Yeah. Um, but lo- the long and short of it was, we 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 got we were after some bad guys and we surrounded them. We cornered them into a compound and we were ready to go through go through the doors. Everything was set, um, but the door was locked and. Um, we uh yeah we struggled to get through the the front entrance and this just gave our element of surprise and our element of covertness away so they knew we were coming and that just gave them that five seconds five seconds longer to set up and as we went through they just opened fire and it just turned into, you know, a big, a big firefight. Unfortunately, yeah, I caught it up. I caught it up around, went through my neck, another round, hit the side of my head, um, ricocheted off my helmet. And that was it. That was kind of lights up, I don't know if I'm honest. Uh, uh, at what point after that did you realise that, um, your life had, had basically changed a lot. Um, I didn't really. Well, when I was shot, I didn't really know what had happened. It was just black. Um, you know, I just I can't remember much. Uh, and I was in. I, I don't know. I got flown around. I mean, half half the country trying to get me back to Bastion, you know, the main the main hospital in in Afghanistan. And um, once I was there, they quickly realised that there was not much they could do in without you know very very specialist help or um, surgeons or whatever. Um, so that's trying to get me back to the UK. The UK, but the odds of you know making it back without having a stroke 
or some form of blood clot or or just dying because of the trauma was so high that the odds were pretty stacked against me. Um, but I only remember waking up once I was back in the UK. I think it was about, I don't know, three months or six months. No, it was about three months later. Wow. Um, maybe, maybe, yeah, somewhere around there. And I just, I only remember waking up in the hospital and being obviously very confused because the last thing I remember was being on the battlefield. Um, I don't remember much after that. And then all I know is waking up and there's people staring at me and all these strange faces and I'm in some sort of glass room. Uh, and I can't move. So yeah, I was pretty, um, pretty dis- distraught and pretty like just confused. But yeah, it was, it was a scary time. Scary, very scary time. Very, very scary. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, um, it's, it's very different. It's different levels, isn't it? Because I was born with a disability. So I, this is kind of all I know. But you obviously were a, a really active person. And then to transition into this, you know, almost new life, isn't it really? That um that you you've you you've you've been landed into and I don't know how how's the transition been? Is it uh, you've got It's been tough. It's been really hard. Um you know, you know it's been it's been a really long journey. It's been a, you know, it's a very highs and lows. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, before my injury, I was a completely different person. And uh, it's almost like that person died. And wow, I was almost, I was reborn, you know, and, mm. and this is who I who I was, I just didn't know it yet, you know. So it's like you, you have to, I had to learn who I was again and the capabilities that I have. And, and yeah, so it was a, it was a difficult journey um, because I always wanted to resist. I always wanted to just think, oh, I want to, I just want to be myself again. I just want to be that, that, that person again. But that person was gone, you know. That person died that day, and a new person was born. Um, That's such a that's who I am now, you know. Such a beautiful way of putting it. I've, you know, I've, I've never heard anyone put it like that. That you, I, I've been reborn, and to 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 me, that's. I know people fling the old inspirational word around, but it's like to to me as a person with a disability, that's incredibly inspiring. And um, uh, how how's family life? Because uh, how how did your family react to the change? Uh wow, yeah, that's that's a difficult one. Um, I think in the initial stages they were pretty shocked. Um, bearing in mind they didn't actually know what I did for a living. Wow, um, they weren't they, they weren't very. Um, my family, we're not a very close family, and they weren't very involved in my life and what I did. Um, 
if I'm honest, I didn't really care too much. So it was like, whatever, Toby's off. Toby's off doing his own own thing. You know, good luck to him. Um, right. When they find out, um, and it was sort of given them, it was, they, they got like a back brief on who I was, what I was doing. I think they were pretty shocked. Um, but that, that kind of soon wore off. Um, with my my family, and they all sort of went back to their lives. Um, the, my family live all over the world, by the way. You know, I Mine don't too. Have, <laughs> yeah, I don't have much family in the UK, if I'm honest. Um, so yeah, they just went back to their to their lives, and um, I had to just get on with it. Um, once they, because yeah, my my parents went back to South Africa. Uh, my brother was working in Dubai. Um, my sisters, they lived in South Africa as well. Um, so once I'd worked on a part of the coma and I'd moved on to rehab in Salisbury, I was just back on my own again, you know, and I just had to crack on and get through it. And uh, I found it really hard. Yeah, I found it really hard. And not not the loneliness, I just found the the adjustment hard. Um, yeah. It wasn't so much the support from my family. It was because, I mean, I still had my mates and the Marines and, and the Special Forces community who were, who were my family, so to speak, and, and I had them to rely on. So the hardest part for me was the adjustment and just learning to become the person I am now. Uh it's like growing pains, you know, it's, it's, it's growing pains. You, um, you just have to adjust to it and learn, but yeah, it wasn't always straightforward. And, um, yeah, there were many times where I hated it, um, being different to everyone else. And uh, yeah, it was, it was tough, but eventually I guess you mature a little bit get a little bit older and you realize you just got to crack on and make the most of it because it's not going to change anything. You can sit there and yeah, you can cry all you want and you can feel like the world hates you and um, someone's doing this on purpose, but it's not, it's not, it's just the way the world is. You know, some people win the lottery, some people end up on the other the other, you know, the other foot. It's just the way it is. You have an amazing attitude. Do you, um, so do you, do you have a good support network you, with you around? Can't even speak. You're blowing me away that much. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a good support network with you now? I do, yeah. Um, I'm not always known it, but. Yeah, I've got a good support network. And in, by that, I mean the military. There's some great charities out there that have luckily, luckily helped me um, because I don't know if I could have done it without the support from great charities like Help for Heroes um, and and my Special Forces Association down here. They have their own charity, which... Uh, has has just given me, yeah, given me the opportunities to to really build a life. 
Um, and without them, yeah, I, I don't know where I'd be because let's face it, the government and the support network the government gives is is pretty basic and um, yeah, it's a bit you, know, you know, it'll yeah, it'll keep you alive um, and it'll give you what you need to survive. But that's about it, you know. It doesn't doesn't give you what you need to live a fulfilled life. Um, that um, you you yeah, you rely on the kindness of others, um, which has taught me a lot. Um, that's really positive that's, to hear because that's yeah, positive to hear, isn't it? Because you you just you uh, well me, if I, I watch things on television and. Um, ex-veterans that have gone through uh, similar to what you have, but um, you don't really you, you you start to think in the world in the back of my mind that God, what support is actually out there for them, and to hear that that's just it's just really encouraging, you know. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I'm not one to go pointing fingers and. And, and, you know, oh, you know, life is because I don't get the support I need and all that. Um, but the military, the MOD is just such a big machine. You know, you just get chucked in the one end. And if you, yeah, and you get chucked out the other side. Um, and if you get injured, it's, it's, it's very much, uh, well, sorry for you. You knew what you were signing up for. Good luck, crack on, and um, yeah, we wish you all the best. Kind of that's that's sort of the attitude, and you you and fight a lot of battles to be like, okay, I get that point of view, but you know, come on, I, I need a little bit of help here, but yeah, they're very reluctant to um, you know once once you get discharged, medically discharged, they kind of wipe their hands, wipe their hands of you and um, you just get chucked into the NHS. Wow. We all know it's struggling and social care, we all know it's on its knees. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, then you just get, you just get given the basics and if that's what's going to keep you alive, that, that's what they'll give you. But for me, uh, you know, I want I still wanted to live a life. I want to get out there and I want to get out there and kick some ass. Um, so yeah, without the charities and, and good, good kind people, I don't know where I would be. I probably wouldn't be here today because I probably would have been like, nah, mate, I'm check, I'm checking out. Screw this. Wow. Well, yeah. I love that kicking ass. I'm pretty much the same, you know. I, just, I wake up every day with a sense of gratitude, and I think, you know, I think your energy and positivity is incredible. How have you found um, attitudes towards you in comparison to? I'm going to use what you said to it's from from your old life to when you were reborn. Yeah, different, different. Um, I've been trying to, I mean, I'm, I'm quite a deep thinker and I've been trying to think, you know, what is it that, what is it that changes in people's perceptions of you when you have a serious disability? 
Um, and I think a lot of it is, you know, human beings are, uh, we're still quite, we're still quite basic creatures, you know. I know, yeah, we're, we're pretty intelligent and, you know, yeah, some, some pretty good foresights and things, but, but on another level, we are quite basic. Um, and I think there is an element of when we see, when, when people see us, they, they look at us as though, um, I don't know, we, we're almost social outcasts. We're, we're not, we don't quite fit in, you know, because back in the day, if you think about it, like in tribal times, if you were injured or you had a disability and you couldn't contribute to the community, you were just, you were just either cast out or you died. You know, and I think on some levels, people still, they still subconsciously have that, that sort of view. Um, it hasn't really evolved. Uh, without even knowing it, you know. It, it, it hasn't really evolved much, has it? It's interesting you say. No, no, no I, think. I think it's, we haven't on that respect. And, and I, I still feel that when people look at us, you know, it's, it's very hard to, to build yourself into having actual stature again in society, it's um, it's very hard to prove your worth. And I just feel people, yeah, just kind of they either feel really sorry for you or they're just not really very interested. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like be nice on the outside and oh yeah, how you doing? And oh, I'm very you know, but. The majority of people are, yeah, they're pretty, I can see through, I can see through it, you know. They just can't compute, can they? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I kind of liken it to the hard drive getting stuck. It's a, it's, 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 it's a weird, it's a, it's a yeah, weird. Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. I don't, blame them. I don't blame them, man. I don't, I don't get resentful for it. It's just, it's just people, you know, communities, tribal nature, um, Awkward situations, you know. I find people don't want to be around me for too long because they don't know how to act and they don't know what to say and they don't know whether to, if they, you know what I mean, stand too close or too far and they just feel so uncomfortable that they end up just being like, oh, oh I've got to go or, well, I need to go get it, get, you know what I mean? There's always a reason, but yeah. yeah. Just the way it is, um, and again, I don't blame them because I think a lot of it is also naivety and and just lack of exposure. So they don't know, they don't quite know. People are just yeah, people are people, man. They just don't know how to act, so they get all clumsy and all tongue tied. Awkward, yeah, yeah. And then they they end up, you know. And I'm just like, I try and put people at ease. I'm just like, man, just chill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but you know, it's hard for them. So it's it's a double edged sword and Yeah, totally. Are you um are you in a relationship? I'm at the moment, yeah. Yeah. And is that is that developed after your rebirth? Yeah, it's a it developed after wow. my injury. Um It was one of those. I didn't expect it and um I didn't ever think 
was something that would, you know, I just was yeah, I wasn't expecting it, and it's taught me a lot about other people, um, and it's helped me a lot, and yeah, from my military experience in my childhood, you know, I wasn't a great fan of human beings, if I'm honest. Um, so yeah, it's you know the fact that someone can love me even though I'm in this situation is is pretty powerful, and it's taught me a lot to actually, yeah. Uh, there are some good out there. Yeah, there are some good people out there. Yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, I'm 40 years old, and I I've only just met the person who I want to spend the rest of my life with. So it's funny, isn't it, how things evolve and things come into your life and into your universe and how things change your life. But it's amazing how we adapt. And Yeah, and you never know what's around the corner, you know? No. You've I adapted. think that's what keeps me going a little bit. Yeah, the element of the universal surprise. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, there's always something on the horizon and... You, you just never know what it's going to be. So, uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just keep going and uh, yeah, see see what's around the corner. I guess you know, yeah. you know. Well, you've got a beautiful attitude, and um, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. And I appreciate it, man. And I wanted to come on to your program and talk a, talk a little bit about you know the things, the problems of based and, and being disabled now and um yeah uh but yeah and just share shed some positivity and try and give people a little bit of um a little bit yeah i'm glad you're on side man because i tell you what it needs soldiers like us to spread that positivity and you know i i, I say you know we're, we're we're lamp lighters and if we can light one lamp then you know, hopefully will make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's time we, you know, try and, I don't know, just, just look at me and... Um, what would you say to um, fighting that's going on and on and on in the world and just seems to carry on and seems to be escalating? Like, what's your thought on that? Ah, uh, my thoughts, man. Um, uh, I'll go back to human beings are basic, pretty basic creatures, man. Um, and 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 I've been there, man. I've been there, and I know what it's all about. I've seen it firsthand. And when it comes down to it, you just think. I mean, yeah, we can't sometimes. We can't see past the front of our noses. And, um, yeah, it just shows you how basic we are fighting over resources or fighting over, you know, things that we're all, we're all in it together. At the end of the day, we're on one, one planet and we can't even, we can't even work together. It's, it's crazy. It just shows you how, yeah, we think we're this master master race and we're so we're so far advanced but uh 
and yeah, you look at it and we're still killing each other over, over resources and space and mm. land. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah. We've got a lot to learn. I think. Love it. Uh, Toby, thank you so much. And I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I feel, um, a lot of love for you and um and it's not because of what you've been through at all it's because of how you are now and how you how how you've you approach life and it's very much running parallel to me as well and i just feel i feel really close to you and i'm really grateful for you coming on to asta vision and um i really hope we can stay in touch yeah absolutely asta um like I said in the beginning, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, it's a pleasure to be on your show and just talk about things, talk yeah. about things openly. Um, I think what you're doing is amazing. You know, starting a podcast like this, trying to get people on there to shed the light and, and you know, just put some positivity out there is awesome. So, uh, yeah, you got to keep, just keep doing what you're doing, man. You too, totally, you know. And if you ever need to pick me up, you know where I am. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, let's let's keep it going. Toby Gutteridge, thank you so much. And if you haven't seen or if you haven't heard, because I listened to your audio book, or if you haven't read Toby's book, um, Never Will I Die, it's out and it's incredible. And um, I, I suggest you go buy it and read it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a crazy book. But, it's um, yeah, it's, um, it's one of those you won't regret reading. No, it's a beautiful journey. And, um, yeah, thank you again. I appreciate it. All right, I'll stop. Thanks, Toby. Mm-hmm.